Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. Show episode 107. We are rolling. Promised that we would be. Start out with Mookie Betts a couple weeks ago. Went to Brian Bannister, which got rave reviews. One of the most popular podcasts we've done in a long, long time. And now... We go to a member of the Bradfoe Show, Ring of Honor. That is Mike Napley, former Red Sox Mike Napley, who just happened to be, he says he's in town to do Nesson pregame. I say he was in town to do about his 18th episode of the Bradfoe Show. Once again, he delivered the goods. Always good. Always good. Every single time he's good because, you know what? It's just a conversation with a guy who went shirtless down Boylston Street. That's all it is. This is a pretty good one. Of all the Mike Napoli ones, this was right up there. I'm going to say this was uh, this was um, number two of the 18th. Two. So there was there was 16 or 17 worse than this. That's how good this one was. So I hope you enjoy. You know, listen to it this weekend. Listen to it while running. Listen to it whenever you want. Thanks to the fine folks at Lord Hobo for helping us do this. Always good to swing on by to their place in Woburn. Boom sauce. We're going to be shouting boom sauce from London Tower coming up in a week or so. So that's going to be very exciting, spreading the word of Lord Hobo. For now, we're spreading the word of the Bradfoe Show. Enjoy. Listen, as I just told you, you, you appearing on the Bradfoe Show for the 18th time just doesn't happen by accident. I think th- this is God's plan to have you be here. You're doing work for Nesson, technically, but really, I think it really, this why you were led to this moment right now, because you were jonesing for Bradford's show appearance. I mean, as soon as I walked in this door, we locked eyes, so I mean, it was meant to be on this show again. So, I mean, I told my agent to give me a chance at uh, being on a you know, some kind of broadcast or pregame, postgame to see if I can actually handle this gig and, and uh, see what's next for me in my, uh, in my life. You nervous? 
Oh, by the way, in, know, case people, in case people don't know, by the time they listen to it, they'll know. But you're doing pregame, postgame for Nesson for the first time. Yeah. First time ever you were on TV. Right. So are you nervous? To be honest, yeah. I, not really yet. Yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure as soon as uh, the lights hit, hit my face. Uh, Why? I might be a little bit, but I mean, isn't that just normal? Why I'm would going you? into something that I've not even but thought about you've doing. You've sat there. You sat you sat at your locker, and people put lights on you, a camera on yeah, you, I mean, and you've talked. No, I'll be, I'll, I mean, I'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as long as people don't put me on the spot or, or anything, I'll be, I'll be fine. Here's the best rule of thumb. <laughs> if Rob Bradford can do it, you can do right. it. All right, yeah. True. And by the way, the eyes locking, that's, I mean, that's for three years <laughs> here, right? The minute I walked into I'm that I'm still waiting for my T-shirt, by the way. That's false. Huh? You have a T-shirt. Where is it? Well, you gave me. I have a picture of you, you holding a 4X. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I was, I mean, I was anticipating retirement. Actually, you know what? I haven't tried on a suit for, for <laughs> oh, a while, and I'm, I'm a little more thicker. I had to go to the mall and put a, if, find a shirt if that you, fit my neck. If you get to the moment, if you get to the moment where you fit into that T-shirt, because admittedly it was a little too big, then uh, then yeah, that's, that's going to be a problem. If, if that, that I will do be a fit problem. Into that In fairness, you gave me a party in Napoli shirt, and mm-hmm. I think it was a, a girl's extra small. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I motivated. <laughs> I was right. motivated. I wanted you to be able to fit in, so you go and work out. <laughs> Yeah, like as, as Pedroia said, if you aren't showing the nipple, you aren't trying. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, congratulations on uh, your retirement. Last time I talked to you, no, last time we communicated, I texted you. I was on the bus ride on the bus to San Domingo, and I said, I texted you, are you retiring, right? Is yeah, that right? that's correct. You're, you're sitting there, uh, didn't want to like, impose on you because mm-hmm. we were both having a good time at yeah. the David Ortiz golf tournament. And um, and you said I don't know we'll see and then like like literally 24 hours later I'm retiring. Yeah, well I mean I, it was it was up in the air really. I wasn't really convinced that I, I wanted to retire. Yeah, that's bullshit. It was, no, it literally was. You, I could see it, it dwelling, I, you know, on everything in my life. So I I mean finally made the decision 24 hours later that you know what my time is done with baseball. <laughs> My knee is, you know, messed up. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to t- you know, go on. through this and, and uh, I could, play anymore. If so. I if I went up to you at any point and I and I put you under the truth serum for any of those three, you, can, days. you know, you can blame it on my agent. He's like, do not tell anybody. Oh, really? So I mean, you tried that before. Uh, it didn't yeah, work. It's put it all on Brian Grieper. Yeah, yeah. It's it's his fault. So so don't do not tell anyone until like how did you get it out there? Didn't you tweet it out or something? Instagram or. Yeah, I, I mean, that was a while ago. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. So I, don't uh, I don't remember, remember where I was when I found out. I was <laughs> Here's the thing. I was driving to Pedroia's house in Arizona. Oh, really? And you made me pull over to a Starbucks to post. Um, the ki- I think that the headline was, was a great headline. It was the King of Boylston Street was retiring. <laughs> so you're welcome. So, uh, yeah. Was that tough? Seriously, was I that actually, tough? You know, I was walking in, in the city today, and uh, I was with my girlfriend. Yeah. And I was like, look, that's where exactly where I was shirtless with a... A cig hanging out of my mouth walking down the street what? right there. It was right by McGreevy's. I remember. The- what an aphrodisiac <laughs> that, that is for her. Unbelievable. She's like, she laughed. She, she loved it. Or, and, uh, she didn't know that? but No, she knew. She's seen pictures, but she didn't know exactly where it was. I showed her pinpoint. You didn't do, like, role play? You didn't do, like, simulate no, it again? No, no, not yet. That would have been great. Maybe by the end of my trip. Oh, absolutely. Sunday night, maybe. You know, after the day game. Absolutely. Had a lot of time in the city. That has to happen. Yeah, I mean, it could. Absolutely. Well, anyway, congratulations. So, well, again, what, it, was a, it, was, it wasn't a tough decision? It was a tough decision. I mean, first, when I did it to my knee, I mean, you know, it was hard for me to find a job somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, especially in this market. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, 
doing that, and at first I'm like, you know what, I'm going to come back. I'm going to, you know, get out there again and, and do it. And then just going through the rehab, I was kind of having trouble with stuff. And, you know, sitting down with my family, I knew it was an opportunity to go home and um, be around them a lot more. So, I mean, I, I was you know, set in stone with, you know, I'm, I'm ready to retire. I had a good career. You know, I set myself up for, for mm-hmm. life. I made mm-hmm. a lot of friends, you know, yeah. a lot of great people around me. Um, so, I mean, I knew it was, uh, it was time to, you know, hang it up and uh, but you, my family. It must have sucked. <laughs> it's, it's a classic Mr. Captain Obvious statement of all time. But it must have sucked when you hurt your knee because you were coming off the year, right? You hit a lot of home runs, but you had the, the, the hand thing mm-hmm. that was messed up, right? So you come back, and you still have a lot of playing in you, right? And you, you, sure, yeah, because the market makes you sign whatever the My League deal. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have the knee thing happen, you probably... I would have been in a big league somewhere. There's, yeah. I mean, I remember I was just talking with the guys upstairs about, you know, I hurt my knee and then four first basemen go down in the big leagues. Oh, really? You know, so it's yeah, like yeah. Really, it was just crazy. So, I mean, <clears throat> I probably would have been in the big leagues and maybe even playing this year if I didn't do that. You'd probably be playing for these guys. That would be amazing. Right? Yeah, you ever come know. close? No? No, I don't think so, right? What? If you're coming back here? No. I, no. don't, I don't think so. No, as, as much as it, as much as we try, as much as I would love to, love to, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I never really came close. I mean, um, you know, I had opportunities with Texas and Cleveland. Yeah, you know. But well, that's you know, I, not to blow smoke, but like that says something that you know those teams, those people like knew like Texas. You kept coming back to Texas for you know. Well, there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. You know, you left your impression. So good for you. And I'm sure if there was a fit, there wasn't ever, listen, I mean, there was really never a quite the right, like, circumstance, the like, opening here. But I'm sure if there was, you would be the first call because of the impression you left. Uh, I mean, it's, wherever I've gone, I mean, I don't, it's family to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to get to know my teammates. You know, I want to know them off the field. I want them, I wanted to get the best out of them at, at any time. Um, just something I love. I mean, it's just. I never went into something just about myself. You know, mm-hmm. I always wanted to make people better, um, even if I had to go out of my way, out of my routine to, you know, right, baby somebody or get on somebody yeah. or, or whatever it took. You know, it's what I love, and I think, you know, it kind of got around to where, you know, I'm a person that cares and is going to try to get the best out of anybody in, in anything. You know, I still do it to this day. It mm-hmm. might not be on the baseball field, but people around me. Well, that's how I am, too. That's why I'm going to get the best out of you on the pregame show. Uh, but, you know, that segues into one, one of the things I want to talk about. And this will be good because we're, as we're talking, we're, we're a few hours away. So this is sort of like your warm-up. This is like Perfect. your, uh, I don't know, you're, you're limbering up. And, um, but the, when you talk about getting the most of everyone, one of the things you, you said to me one time, it might have been like in your last year you were struggling – and you were always perceived as like sort of a leader on the team. Like, you know, leadership comes from all corners of the clubhouse. But you were struggling. He said something to the effect of, "Well, it's it's hard to really tell other guys, you know, hey, get your shit together when I'm my numbers are are what they are, mm-hmm. right? That's always a tough thing." Um, whereas, you know, we were just listening to Alex Cora, Alex Cora, and like even like Gomes or the, those guys, they were sort of okay. Your priority is to do this mm-hmm. and not necessarily have a have hit thirty home runs or hit three hundred. Yeah. You know, so that is there's that was must have been a little bit weird in terms of the clubhouse clubhouse dynamic for you. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, because you were a leader on this team. Yeah, and, and I don't think it was more of a... I mean, I would get in someone's... Can I say ass? I just yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'd get in someone's ass if, if I had to, yeah. but I wasn't really that real big vocal leader. I always went and did it by example. You know, just mm-hmm. play the game the right way always. Um, care about your teammates and take yourself out of the equation. It was always about winning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I think the more you ingrain that in people, the more they relax and, and do certain things. Because if you're good enough, yeah. things are going to work out. If you're good enough in baseball, things are going to work out. So if you do the team thing and, and, and put everyone you know before you and, and worry about winning, it all just comes together. But that's what you guys did in 2013, yeah, right? I mean, well, in starting and, spring training. And it's, it's hard to explain what it was, but I don't think there can ever be that kind of personality hmm. Different personalities that gelled so well together. Yeah, because we were a heavy, heavy veteran, first of all. Yeah, well, that's yes. We had, you were all in your third or, we or had, near thirty we had or one in thirties. Young yeah. guy. It was it was Will, and then you know Bogey came up yep. later. Um, but that's the thing. Everyone put their checked their egos at the door when we came into the, the clubhouse. Even you know off the field, we hung out off the field. I've never seen so many people at a dinner yeah. on the road. Yeah, you know you have twenty. 25 guys at a dinner yeah. you know now you you know and you, more, you made Millbrook pay it was weird yeah I mean <laughs> credit card roulette you know but the amount of trust we had in each other and just how we, it, we gelled together was unbelievable I don't know so what happened the and, next I, and you know and I, I well I mean here's the thing where I can kind of put it to hmm. maybe the early struggles here you know you lose certain people you can't last year the Red Sox had almost a perfect year yep a perfect year. There is. It is so hard to duplicate what they did last year, mm-hmm. and then you lose one of the best closers in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, the back end of the bullpen who is established. You know, that comes in and gets saves all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a younger bullpen. You know, mm-hmm. this year guys are going into newer roles. That, I mean, it's hard to come into a game and get the last three outs. And also, it's human nature to think your shit doesn't stink, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm not – listen, there are good guys, and they work hard, and they're trying to do all the right things. But to think that it's, like, going to just, hey, we, we're going to play exactly how we did five months ago or six months ago. That, that's, that's hard. To, it's too you hard to do. You didn't do it in no, 2014, well, and no. you had other stuff going on, like, you know, the Lester's contract, you know, yeah. contract situations mm-hmm. to deal with, stuff like that. It's it's hard. It's I, I And I, I get the chills, you know, because how perfect mm-hmm. their year was. I can imagine their clubhouse – was a lot like ours mm-hmm. in 2013. Um, probably how close they were. You could see how it was on the field. You know, you got core coming in the first year, mm-hmm. changing some stuff around, getting a, a new vibe in. You know, mm-hmm. guys are upbeat. They're you know, it's it's a fun time. You know, I, I remember that when I was younger. You know, I got traded from the Angels. You know, I, I was kind of tippy toeing around. You know, in the mm-hmm. Angels organization in that you know, mm-hmm. with Soch in the the clubhouse. Right. You know, not knowing. And then I went to Texas and it kind of. It was new for me, they, and I was able to, you know, open up. You know, my personality came out mm-hmm. and be the player that I was on the field, and mm-hmm. and I kind of blossomed. So I kind of see that, you know, core coming in here. It's new, new. Right, but that's the weird thing is that listen, you know, it didn't work out with John Farrell, right, mm-hmm. as it went on. But there, you weren't here in 2012. But there was absolutely—I'm not saying that remotely the same type of manager. Mm-hmm. But there was that the right guy at the right time, mm-hmm. right element to that thing. You guys were a veteran team, as you said. Right. He was a manager was probably made for that. Where you know, with Cora comes in, it was these guys are in their 20s. Yeah, this—it's amazing how young 
this yes. team is. Still. And, and yo, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I just talked to Bogey, and I said, Bogey, how old are you? He said 26. I almost spit out my drink. I'm like, no no way. I didn't get to the big leagues until I was 26. You said, Bogey, how rich are you? Yeah, I did. I said, I need a loan. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed. You know, he's, he's, but he's, like we just talked about, compared to what he was, like you can even tell this year. He is there was a time absolutely. that me and Pedroia, when we were playing, when yeah. he was real young, he was still raw. Mm-hmm. And he's a big kid. And we both looked at each other. And that, this was the time to where you could still put the second baseman into the <laughs> green monster. Right. You know, breaking up double plays. <laughs> yeah. And Pedroia was probably like, I'm, I'm going to get killed, you know, because he's so raw. And, and he hadn't been through those repetitions and yep. games of how to attack balls, how to get, you know, a ball quick to a second baseman. Mm-hmm. And... I credit you know Butterfield, um, the work he did with with Bogey. Oh yeah. From I mean it was day and night, like overnight. You, you me and Pee Wee would look at each other and be like, "This is a totally well, people didn't think player. he was going to play shortstop. No, Everyone. but the, the way he worked and the way he learned McDonald. I was going to say yeah. like that was like McDonald that was, was a month that, that late, yeah. yeah late in the year. He, McDonald was there to. Um, you know, teach him things, work through the ball, always having his momentum going towards first. You know, it's just it was amazing the turnaround and how quick it happened to where he was a big league shortstop. And me and people were like, oh, he, he's going to be a good yeah. big shortstop. And, I mean, he, and he is. And he's consistent. He's had amazing years. He checks in every day. He, he, mm-hmm. He's in the lineup every day. And uh, he's one of the – his, he's just his personality. He's such a good kid. He cares, mm-hmm. and that that means a lot. You know, when you know your teammate care and they care about you, it, it brings it a long way. Well, sure. I, I want to go back to the leadership thing because, um, like, you obviously helped Bogey at that point. I actually so I talked to Porcello the other day because Cora said after the game the other night, we said you know my basically Porcello sale and price to the guys when I we have a problem we call it into lo- into my office and we take care of it. Immediately I, I was reminded of 2015. You remember, you know what I'm going to talk about? I think you were in this group. Farrell calls in the office. It's Hanley, Pablo, I think it was you, Pedroia and Ortiz. I don't know. I'll in early June 2015. So anyway, yeah, I don't know if I was in that. One. I think you were. I was because I th- I looked at an old article. By, <laughs> I mean, obviously, so maybe I was. Uh, maybe obviously then. Well, it, you were probably if you were the you message were, wasn't if you were well. if you were there you probably were thinking why am I here with, with <laughs> this guy and that guy this guy, um, but the point is is that. You know, I was always raised to the whole leadership thing. Like the C, the cap, like this is what no one should ever have a C in baseball because leadership comes from all corners of the clubhouse. It's the, it's the starting pitchers, it's the relief pitchers, it's the utility guy, it's the start, blah, 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 blah. It's the bilingual guys. I, I think you, there are different areas of each guy is going to look up to somebody in their area. So right. say starting pitchers. You know, usually you would have a guy that, is their ace. Yeah, Usually it's like, your ace. It's your number one. Yeah, you know, like Lester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the bullpen. You have someone in there that leads and, and shows people by example mm-hmm. of how you go about your business and, you know, things you can do or you shouldn't do or, or you know, how to right. attack things. And then you have, you know, position players. But there's sometimes there's, an, there's the rare occasions there's an alpha. Like there's Ortiz ultimately. Yeah, Maybe uh, not even so much when you were there, but certainly when his last couple of years were these guys. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about probably – could be a hall of famer yeah with 22 23 year olds 
Exactly. All in, uh, it's like Brady. They walk in and they see Poppy. You know, it's right. like, oh my God, like, everything, I'm playing with Poppy. Everything right has to be passed through a one guy, right? Like, it's Tom Brady, I'm sure it's the same way. Right. My point is, is that when he says it's about three starting pitchers, it to me, that's a rarity. Like, it's a, that's a rarity that you're, and there's other leaders, like J.D. Martinez leads in his own way. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's sort of a rarity that these guys are being, is that, am I wrong? I hope I'm not wrong, because that's what I wrote today. Oh, <sighs> uh, I mean, it's. You know, I haven't been in the clubhouse or been around. Yeah, but you've been so in, you have been yeah, in clubhouses. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. Yeah. Um, have you ever had well, a team where the, where the starting pitchers were, like, the top dog leaders? No, not really. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. I mean I, I mean, I was so fortunate, though. I came up in the Angels organization to where I had some legit leaders and guys that played yeah. the game the right way. Uh, yeah, and, and these guys And that's where I learned from, but that's where you, you – for me, you know, taking the veteran out of the game is mm-hmm. kind of hurting the young kids in a way. Right. Because they don't have anybody to show them the way and show them the right way to play. That's and, why you – And you got kids coming up a lot younger that haven't been through everything or seen everything in the minors. You know, when I came up to the big leagues, I was pretty pretty darn close to seeing everything. I had the bats down in the minor leagues. I played a lot of innings. Yeah. You know, I learned from those mistakes in the minors. So when I got to the big leagues – Already, that was already played in my head. You right, know, I, I wouldn't have to make those mistakes up there. Yeah, no, I, I that's true. I mean, that, and that's the importance. And I think that it's weird because you need the guys, but you also you don't want to force a guy. Like I've, they've tried to. I'm not going to name. I mean, they've tried to get guys to say, hey, you know, we think that this guy can be a leader. The problem is, I don't think well, you can't. I don't think you could say, hey, you need to be a leader. No, but here I'll give you an example. Is that Chris Young? The outfielder, who was also you sitting there trying to get you to admit you're retiring down in Dominican Republic. You probably, you probably told him, but not <laughs> me. Um, but Chris Young comes here. He, is, he was a lead. He helped the younger outfielders, and I think that was part of his role. But the problem was when he stopped playing, it, was, it became a little bit more difficult. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's individual. I don't yeah. know. I mean, but, but that comes back. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you've got to swallow your pride. Yeah, you know, and and you gotta realize sometimes what your role is in that that situation. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, this leadership topic bores you. I can tell. I don't. I just because I didn't. I didn't, go, good, I, didn't, I didn't go out there trying to be a leader. I know. You just. Well, you know, I, I, I wanted to play the game the right way, and I wanted to be respected by my teammates. And I would never. I know my teammates were counting on me, and I counted on my teammates. So I expect the same out of them. And, and then you play the game the right way, and the relationships you build is your leadership. It's not getting in someone's face. Everyone wants to say, you know, the leader is a guy that's going to go and get in someone's face. I saw an incident yesterday. Mm-hmm. Lindor is going to be a big-time leader. Mm-hmm. He's, he is a leader now. Mm-hmm. But that just because he did that doesn't – everyone's going to be like, oh, he's a true leader. Mm-hmm. He was a leader before that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to get in people's – ass mm-hmm. you know so i mean it's i think leaders are just it's it kind of it's natural you don't have to try to be a leader well, when you try to be a leader mm-hmm. it's i as a, a teammate as a teammate it's gonna bother me and you see when you guys see people try you to them? be a leader yes yeah. when you try to be a leader and it's it's on you don't have to do it you mm-hmm. just you be yourself a leader is a leader you you just hit the nail on the head. See, that's what. As soon as I said, as soon as I said, this bores you. You picked it up a notch. This is this is what I'm here to do. Make you better. Yeah, uh, you, you just did. Um, You're being a leader to me. I I kind of am. I feel like I'm the leader of the pregame show, <laughs> and the podcast. But it's 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 true. You don't. Do you follow basketball? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Celtics had that exact situation. Kyrie yeah. Irving. So just because you're the best player, yeah. and just because you say I, I'm going to be a leader, does not make you the leader. No. I, and and yeah. that was the case there. So. Yeah. No. It's, I have a problem with someone overdoing it to be a leader. Yeah. That, that, that bothers me in a sense. I'm not. I'm gonna look at that person like you're not. You're not that person. Just be yourself, and maybe be like, hey, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just go play the game. Go have fun. Be you know. Be yourself. Don't. When you go out and, and try to do it, it doesn't. It doesn't work, and other people can see that and, and feel that. See, you're good. You're good. You feel huh? better about yourself now. You feel better like you've I'm talked. Na- this? I mean, my God, I'm it, gonna nail this. I know. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm here for. Because I, I really don't have anything. Because we've done, like you said, I've talked to you about Boylston Street and all this. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, we. I mean, I could talk about that for twenty minutes too. But I mean, we but we talked about that. Your mom was there with you for three everybody, days. Everybody was with my friends. Everybody was there having a good time. Yeah, it's but this is like I said. When you retire, if I can put on the headline, "The King of Boylston Street," you are the King of Boylston Street. <laughs> I mean, you are. Do you still have your place in Boston? Do you sell it? No, I still have it. Yes. You're, ki- you're kidding me. I still have it. Is that where you're staying? Oh, no, no you're not. I know no, you're not staying. No. I'm, I'm, you're renting I'm, it out, right? Yeah. I've been renting it out for a couple of years now. You're making money off of it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't keep it if I was. Well, I, I mean, what a scam. I mean, I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yes. That's it's on the market, though, right now. So oh, it if is? If anyone is looking for a... I think it's... You want give, de- give me the details. High rise, uh, Boston Common Area by the uh, State that, House. That really nails it down. Yeah. I mean... It's uh, How many square feet? It's uh, about 24, I think. Fully furnished? Fully furnished. What's the What's the best part about it? What's the... Uh, I mean, you got concierge, you got under uh, parking. Okay. No, I mean, come on. There's something like... What's the... Like the that the trapeze coming nice from the park. ceiling or yeah. something? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? you got to walk through to see. Okay, all yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, it's good because <laughs> someone's going to Google this and say, a vacant apartment, high-rise near Boston Common. 45 Province. There you go. Okay, 45 Province. Yes. How much? How much are you looking for? Probably about two nine. To, to buy? To buy. <sighs> yeah. How much did you, you buy? You got that. I can't tell you what Maybe I after this you can look it show. up. If you're good enough to look it up, you look it up. It'll you, tell you. Are you going to make money off it? I mean, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, what's the point? You make an investment when you buy someone something. someone who's trying to, to, tried to, to sell my house, it doesn't always work out no, that I way. Know. Well, you just got to pick the right times to sell it. All right. Well, there There's you go. Well, see, the thing we haven't, what, 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 you're going to do this, mm-hmm. and then what are you going to do? What else have you been doing? I, I bought a bunch of horses. Oh, you did? A bunch of How did we not talk about this? I did, down in Florida. I have some in running at Gulfstream Park. Oh, really? Down in Hollandale, Florida. I have some at, in Jersey running at Monmouth. I actually have one at, you know what? As soon as I start the, the pre, uh, pregame show, yeah. today, I have a horse running at 6 o'clock at w- Gulfstream Park. At Gulfstream Park? Yes. What's the name of the horse? Oh, God. Oh, my God. You don't, I got 20 of them. Oh, you Come do? Here, you look, have 20 look, horses? 20 horses. Is that what Maybe you were looking at your phone when I Yeah, I was. Look. All right. I was looking at it. All, All right. right. We're going to go to it right now. You have 20 horses. 20 horses. What made you buy horses? Uh, you younger, like? when I was growing up, my grandfather used to take me there. Oh, really? To the track all the time. Are horses expensive? They can be, yes. What's the most expensive horse that you bought? God, you put me on the spot, huh? I mean... My mom... I can't say that. My mom will, will reach through this uh, podcast uh, she, and strangle me if she heard that. You, you, 
Your mom hasn't asked you that question? No, she. I mean, she likes to go and be in the winter circle, though. How, how, you win a lot? Have you won? Yeah, I've actually won a lot. You're going to have a horse that, like, actually gets to one of these big races? <laughs> I, that's, I mean, that's the I know, whole, but they have, like, a two-year shelf life to do it, don't they? The horse's name is Mertz. M-E-R-T-Z. Did you name that horse? No, I did not. Have you named you a horse? You can name a horse when it's born. Okay. And you, you raise it. So you haven't named a horse. No, I haven't named you a horse. Could you just buy it? I, eventually, I, I think I will name a horse. What will you name a horse? Oh, man. My face. <laughs> <laughs> we can't really say why uh, on, uh, on, the, on, the, on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. I won't, I won't tell the baseball bat story again no. either because uh, your agent gets mad at me. But number, um, yeah, number yeah, six, yeah. Gulfstream Park today. Six That's pretty good, though. That's Gulfstream. Yes. He's a uh, six o'clock opening opening line two to one. It's pretty good. So he favorite favorite. Yeah. Right. How much will how much will how much will he win if he wins that? Well, it depends on the purse. What's the most money that? Uh, what's the biggest purse that you've won? I was in uh, actually a couple stake races. Uh, I want to say two weekends ago. Okay. One purse was for seventy five, and one was for fifty. Seventy five thousand. Yes. All right. How much do you get to keep of that? You get sixty percent if you win. You get sixty percent. The yeah, owner of the then horse. You got to take care of the jockey. How much does a jockey go jockey for? Jockey gets ten percent. Gets ten percent of whatever they of win. That purse. Do yeah. they get like any like flat? Like do they get paid by the hour no, or something? It's just, I mean, it's what they they, they only they lose. They I think they get a hundred bucks. Really? That's it? They don't finish one, two, three, four. I think you get a hundred. How about trainer? You got to pay the trainer. Trainers, yeah, trainers and and uh, vet bills are. Is it like what? Is it so? You, you have to win in this business if you want to stay. Yeah. Afloat. But you have twenty horses. You're gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not easy to win. No, I know, but you have. I 20 wish I horses. had the numbers. I had. I got a pretty good percentage in the money. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been fun. Do you go every day? No. Do you go a lot? No. I mean, I, I go. It's. How often well, do you see your horses? Are you a hands-off if owner? If, if I'm home, yeah, I'm going to to see. Well, I mean, it, I can stay home and watch it on TV if, if they're running in Jersey. Yeah. Do you? Do and you? I actually been up to the Mammoth. Went a couple. So, do you legitimately you think? I mean, with any of these twenty horses, have a chance at like being in one of these big races? Like big races. <laughs> the are the only, I have. I have. What's your best? I horse? have some really good horses. Yeah, but it's they're. I have a. I just uh, claimed a two-year-old um, probably a month ago that has potential to be really good. You know, I mean, you take a chance on a on a young horse, you never know, you know, how it's going to develop and, and be. But um, you never know. I mean, you see. I people, would kill to see you at the Kentucky Derby winning. Oh man, you've been to Kentucky. I know you haven't. To, you know what? One of my oh, one I of my sh- best friends got married on the Kentucky Derby this year, so. Uh, I was kind of upset. Oh, about really? That. Yeah, I let him know about it too. I, I see. That seems to be. Like I was so upset. Right in your wheel. That's I mean, a, that's I, a straight I waited, ball right I down the middle. I waited 18 years to go to the Kentucky Derby. The first year I'm retired, and my best friend gets married. But you, that I'm in the you should only go as the owner of a horse to win. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the goal. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what I, I'm I saying. Though I don't ever get into anything to be I, I, second. Okay, all right, there. <laughs> you know? Okay, the chief. <laughs> <laughs> my God, you're first, you're last, right. Ricky Bobby. Um, Sure, but yeah, that's what I want. I just want to see you in the winter circle wearing, uh, I don't know, so like a, I will like have something a, a to- on really a, nice, a top hat and like a monocle. Uh, yeah, it, it would a, be, and a cane. It would be uh, a special. All right, event and on, on the show on the top hat at Bradford show, right? Yeah, written at, in at Bradford. Yeah, wear your t- at Bradford shirt. Yeah. Okay, 
All right. Well, good stuff. You feel good about things? I do. You, you just helped me out so much. All right. That's what I'm here for. Right. Thank you. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Ever wonder what it's like to play in an MLB game? Play Loud is your exclusive look into the fun of the game as we mic up the league's biggest stars and follow them with dedicated cameras both on and off the field. Watch game-time reactions to some of the biggest plays and follow your favorite players as they chat in the dugout with their teammates between innings. You never know what you're going to see or hear. It's baseball like you've never watched before. Tune in for new episodes of Play Loud only on the MLB YouTube channel. MLB YouTube channel.